The views and opinions expressed in the Golden Boot Podcast are those of the speaker and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of the Golden Boot Podcast as a whole. Y'all ready to get rolling? Quiet on the set. Hey, welcome to another episode of HBCU Hour. It's your boy, Pooh Bell. Got my man, Aunt Petty Murphy, in the building. What's good with you, my boy? What's happening with you, dog? That much, man. I don't know. It seems like I got a delay or something, man. It's just killing me. I be clicking buttons. Ain't nothing moving. Moving slow. It's a Monday, man. It literally, my everything moving like, it's, like it, too. So, like <laughs> Spice this thing up a little bit. Get this white fire. Get this thing going good. But man, what's good? Which man? How you? How you doing? Uh, we had a. We had a a a a, a draft. This Monday. Yeah, yeah, we had a draft that uh. Left a lot of people, left a lot to be desired. We're going to definitely dive into that. Uh, had some some big history made this weekend uh, down in uh, in the uh, New Orleans area. We had uh, some had history two teams. D.C. area. They had some uh, – we've got some uh, winners – or some titles crowned. Mm. So we got a lot to talk about today, man. We do. But first off, shout out to everybody in the chats, man. Appreciate y'all being here. Y'all know what it is. Being anywhere in the world, but you're with us. We appreciate y'all. Glad to have y'all with us. Uh also want to say shout out to our sponsors over at Bet Online. BetOnline.ag is your number one source for all your sports information, stats, news, and scores. Get the latest odds, lines, and player injury reports for this year's NBA and NHL playoffs. BetOnline is always your sports information headquarters. This season, we have you covered for all your sports wagering needs. We have everything from NBA, NFL, MLB, and NHL to golf, tennis, UFC, and boxing. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info, including live betting options and your favorite casino and card games that you can play right from your home. Head on over to betonline.ag today or use your mobile device to get in on the action. Be sure to use the promo code BLEAV to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. All right, man, let's get going, get diving to it. Uh, so 
NFL draft this past weekend. Uh we just had we had Emory on. Uh, Emory Hunt, shout out to him. Football game playing the Zaw the playbook. He said that he felt like we can get three. Mm-hmm. Three HBCU players drafted in about about 10, you know, since time <laughs> to UDFAs. Uh we had Gerald. Coach G had him on. He said about four, three or four. Uh, one. One NFL, I mean, one player from an HBCU drafted. Isaiah Bolden went in the uh, seventh round. Uh, I think he was like pick number 28 in the seventh round. It was like overall like 245. <sighs> a lot has been said about this. Um A lot has been made about this. Um, what do you say, man? <sighs> All right. I think this year there was an abundance of FBS players taken in the draft. Um, if you look at the first round, nothing but power five conferences were drafted in the first round. That's you know, you hardly ever see that happen. Um, and if you, I think that same mantra kind of trickled down through the rest of the draft, where it was all bigger schools, you know, for the most part, what we saw at Tech. I think all FCS in particular was affected. However, I think the HBCUs kind of saw more damage from that than any other subsection of FCS schools. Um, And I think it kind of goes back to what we talked about a little while ago, how people still view HBC football as inferior in a sense. Um, I don't really know if it's necessarily just this year in particular, but if you look at the pattern, I mean, it's kind of going in the wrong direction in a sense. But um, and at the same time, it's going in the wrong direction when the league is. I'm trying to be careful how I word this because I don't want to give the league too much credit. The league is um publicly making an effort to highlight HBCU football, you know, in the past few years with the HBCU combine and, you know, they're, they're trying to at least make it look like they're, you know, trying to give more exposure to HBCU. However, one could argue that they're doing that so they can say on a day like Sunday or, you know, draft weekend recap, they could say, Hey, we did everything we could to help these HBCU players out. It just didn't, you know what I mean? It just didn't pan out for them. So you could kind of say that they're just trying to CYA in a sense for whenever the inevitable happens, they already have their defense already sitting there saying, we tried. When you say <clears throat> things like um, the way, like how you put it, you know, you, you know, well, we tried. Uh, we did HBCU combine, and mm-hmm. um, we had scouts then, there. My bad, not to interrupt you, but I've even heard and seen people say, 
they went above and beyond the regular combine to have HBCU combine. And my argument is if HBCU players were invited to the combine, there would be no need for an HBCU combine. But that's neither here nor there. But yeah. go ahead. Yeah, because you know what I mean, they they they'll invite one or two. Mm-hmm. Um, Isaiah Land, if I'm not gonna say Isaiah Land and, and um Mark Isaiah Evans. Land, Mark Evans, uh Aubrey Miller, I think. I don't think he even got I think it was just two. I could okay. be wrong though. Uh that they got to the uh combine, uh NFL combine. Uh but then you look at senior bowl and you have a guy like Aubrey Miller that shines, stands out and, and completely uh dominates in drills. And you have to wonder, how is it that this guy <laughs> when the guys he's he's dominating and and stuff, you know, they are they're they're taking in late rounds and stuff, and you kind of like, hmm, it's interesting. But he did get a UDFA. <clears throat> yeah, I saw that. Yeah, uh, a lot of people got UDFAs, honestly. A lot, but um, I mean, uh, so HBCU nightly in the space the other night, somebody mentioned if for like the senior bowl mm-hmm. or one of those kind of showcase bowls, if they did HBCU versus everybody in a sense, right? Mm-hmm. All right, so. I've been thinking about this and I don't think it would work. And the reason why I don't think it would work is unless you are a very, very, very fringe power five player, like why would you go? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, there's really no benefit for you. Cause if you dominate, then People could say, oh, you're dominating, uh, you know. Less of competition. Yeah, less of competition in a sense. And then if you <clears throat> if you go and the HBCU players dominate you, you kill your draft stock. So I don't think it would get the turnout that the Senior Bowl or the East-West Bowl or something like that would. I think we just need to have more games versus FBS opponents. From HBCUs, you need to get your you need to give your athletes and your players more shots against that competition so they can showcase their skill. We heard about the Kobe Durant picking off Clemson twice. Oh, that's how you know he gets on people's radar. We've seen when Gramlin almost beat Arizona. We've seen Chad Williams and other players off that team get drafted and get shots in the NFL because of the exposure from that game. Mm-hmm. So I think you have to play those kind of North Carolina A&T, you know, playing and knocking off a couple of FBS schools and Tariq Cohen goes and gets drafted and things that, you know, so we have to, you have to give your, your team and your players shots on the quote unquote bigger stage. So the scouts can see what they can do, not just in a, in a senior bowl setting, but give them multiple opportunities. So it's not just that one off of the senior bowl. Yeah, um, I agree, but here's my pushback because it, it hadn't, I hadn't seen it in a while, and I could be wrong. I'm, I'm double checking now. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, um, uh, I don't think North Dakota State 
played an FBS last year. No, nah, let me let me let, let me finish. Let me finish. I don't think they played one in 2021 either. But it seems like they've I guess they've established themselves enough at this point where mm-hmm. they don't necessarily have to. And yeah. because well, I, I'm I'm wrong, they did. They played uh actually they played Arizona. Yeah, but see, they uh they beat Iowa a few years back. It's like Appalachian State. When Appalachian State beat Michigan, nobody questioned Appalachian State ever again. You know what I mean? When when you when you beat a program like an Iowa or Michigan or you know a Power Five program, nobody's gonna question you again. As long as you're consistently good, you know what I mean. Like you can't be zero and twelve, and then the next year be the team. But if you're consistently winning games and they consistently hear your name. And you beat a, a program like that, they're gonna give you credit for it, and they're gonna consistently say, "Oh, you you come from a program that put you know that, that puts out players of high caliber because y'all are able to beat that caliber of program." Yeah, I'm looking here. Uh, they played one last year. They played Arizona last year, um, and that was the first time they had played a FBS opponent in it looks like a while. Yeah, they beat uh, Iowa like 2015, 2016, something like that. Yeah, and that's I'm the looking. thing. They like it, it's hard. That's just, and at the same time, FBS. If you're an FBS school, why would you schedule North Dakota State? You know what I mean? So it kind of goes both ways. Yeah, yeah. Um, let me ask this because we can we can complain, or we can we can talk about. Only one player getting drafted. One thing I do want to point out uh, in the past, this is not every every case, but what we have seen when you do have if, uh, when you do have um, HBCU players get drafted, it has typically been players who have played in FBS programs and then transferred mm-hmm. to a um, lot of times, like a James Houston, James Houston. Um, Tank Dale, um, but he went. The he, other way. he went the other way. Yeah, um, Isaiah Bowden this year. Yeah, um, it's rare you have the other way. Oh, uh, it uh, hadn't happened. Yeah, it hadn't happened a lot. But one thing I do want to point out: uh, last year with draftees and uh, UDFAs, you had twelve. Mm-hmm. Um. This year with draftees, UDFAs, you've got uh 18. Yeah. Uh, one well, I'm gonna say 17. And, and rookie in camp, rookie mini camp. Everybody. Oh, if we had if we had mini camps in there, you're at 22. Uh, okay, okay, okay. Well, you know, say 22. Now I'll say this, I'll say 21 because uh it was reported that JD Kiss Bonds uh, yeah, yeah, signed yeah. with the 49ers. However, uh it has been said that he actually has not signed yet. Uh, I don't know if that offer is on the table. He's just weighing his options or what. But I'm going to I'm gonna just say 21 out of respect because he yeah, has it. Um, yeah. So that's UDFA's draftees mini count. With that being said, is it almost better to even have an opportunity to say, hey, you've got an opportunity in the NFL? Or is it just you know saying I, I, overall we I know we want to be drafted, but if we're still getting opportunities. Right. Should there uh, still be pushback from us? I think it depends on the situation that the player goes to and the teams they go to. Uh, so, some people might just be I gotta have ninety guys in minicamp. You know what I mean? But and it, and all of that's indicate indicated by how much guaranteed money they got by their team and things of that nature. 
But if you, I'm a Saints fan, so I'm gonna just use them for example. They gave Shaq Davis big money, mm-hmm. like almost max what they could give a UDFA. You know what I mean? So if you're Shaq Davis and you're going to a team that could use you and has a need for wide receiver, and they've shown that they, you know, they they they're giving you a, yeah they're giving you a good chance to make the roster based on the amount of money they're giving you. You know what I'm saying? So in that case, yeah, I would rather kind of pick my chance, you know, pick my pick where I'm going, pick my destination, pick my best fit for me versus taking taking the chance on where I get drafted and maybe ending up in a bad situation or not the best situation for me. That's the that's the benefit of being a UDFA. You get to pick where you want to go and you can kind of, you know, weigh your options on what's the best situation for you. So if you're if you're like Shaq and you're getting I don't want to, you know, put his money out there, but if you're getting good money and you got to pick a lo- you got to pick a destination where you think you got a good chance of making the roster. Yeah, I think there's nothing wrong with that. Now, if you're one of these guys who, you know, teams are probably just I just need bodies, you know what I mean? I think yeah, you can say you got a chance and there might be, you know, by a long shot you do actually make the roster, you know, you go in there and you just make them make them to where they can't get rid of you. I mean, we've seen that before, but the odds of that happening are very slim. I think it might be best to kind of just go ahead and go look at one of these other leagues and and kind of, you know what I mean, go make a name for yourself there to where they ain't got no choice but to give you a shot in the NFL. Thank, uh, first of all, thank you for that because um, a lot of people kind of look at it, you know what I'm saying, uh, going to the XFL, USFL is kind of a step yeah. down. But we have seen – people have gotten yeah. opportunities. Yeah. Uh, Plenty of people. Tyler Heineke. Mm-hmm. PJ, PJ Walker. Walker. hmm I mean, Turpin. look at Kevontae Turpin, yeah. So, uh, matter of fact, if you, you want to go that. way back, oh, uh, he hate me. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, me, and, and then, obviously, it ain't – we don't hear about it as much, but the CFL – they always, you know what I mean. Always the option. Always putting players. Shout in the out to Warren Moon. But yeah, I mean it's it's plenty of options and there's plenty of routes to get to the league if that's where you want to go. Yeah. But the the main thing is getting the exposure and you know and, and making them believe in you and believe in your skill set. And and that's the thing. Some of these guys in these rookie mini camps, you might only get four or five reps, and 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 you know what I mean in a week. To, you know what I mean? To show your skill set. And that might not be enough. You I mean, you might be a receiver. You know, you get five routes and seven on seven. And, you know, you you make one catch, two overthrows. You know what I mean? And the other one, the DB, make a good play. So it's like you ain't really get a chance to show what you got. You know what I mean? And so it's like, and especially if you're a lineman, <laughs> ain't no pads. <laughs> ain't no pads in that rookie mini camp, bro. So you really, you know what I mean? You really can't show the beast, the animal that's really inside you. You know what I mean? Athleticism. Yeah, but you can't. But some, but some guys, I mean, they don't. If you're offensive lineman, what what can you do with no pads? You're a defensive lineman. What can you do with no pads, man? Like you're not, you're not really showing the true player. And so, like I think in those situations, you you kind of are behind the eight ball, and you kind of do need to go above and beyond to be able to show your skill set because you're not really though minicamp isn't you know showcase isn't designed for you to showcase your skill set. 
Gotcha. Um, <clears throat> um, I'm gonna ask this. Reasons why um, NFL scouts, teams, um, etc. Um, don't see HBCU players. Um, I want to go over some of the re- you know some of the things we've we've kind of heard. Uh, lack of exposure. You got to actually go to games to see these players. You can't really nece- you don't necessarily see them on TV. Um, the conferences, the schools, um, the athletic directors, however you want to put it, aren't necessarily putting the tapes out. Uh, these uh, HBCU combines, the numbers are inaccurate or fudged or whatever mm-hmm. and not being or or accounted as unofficial yeah. and not being put out. Uh, pro days. Situations at pro days where something, you know, all mm-hmm. things we've kind of heard that have hurt the players. What can we do? <clears throat> so I think there's some validity to some of those things. Mm-hmm. Um, for instance, if you're a scout, right, you can only go to one or two games in the Saturday, right? Correct. All right, so what are you doing throughout the rest of the week? You watching games on film or, you know, YouTube, ESPN+, Plus, wherever you can, right? Mm-hmm. Go see if you can find a swag or a media game from last year on, on YouTube. Full game. Or all 22. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Things of that nature. I mean, it's it's not always there. I'm not saying it's not out there, but it's not always easy to find if it is there. You know, and so if you're a scout and you're trying to look at, oh, let me just pop in and see these two, the, a game, if, if I got to go search for it, I ain't finna do that when I can go boom, boom, two, three clicks and, and I got a game on. You know what I'm saying? So it's all about accessibility and the ease of access to these things, for one. And another one is, like you said, the exposure. Um, marketing, marketing your draftable players, marketing your, you know, your notable players. Like the other conferences do it well. I mean, I don't know if it's from a resource standpoint or, you know, personnel standpoint, just don't have the people to be able to do some of these things. But we talked about it when we talked about spring day, spring games, just the social media presence or lack thereof or the you know web. So lack of website presence. I mean, even something as far as updating stats for every game so a scout can look up a play and be like, oh, that's what his numbers look like this year. You know what I mean? Things of that nature. So, I mean, I think it's a whole bunch of things that could be done. What if what if instead of playing on Saturdays, you played on Thursday night or Wednesday nights or something like that? That way you could it would be less competition for people who are trying to watch your games. I'm not saying it's a good idea. I'm just saying those are things that you could think of to try to kind of get more eyes on your on your product. I'm glad you said that. Do you rem- I, I don't I don't know if you remember. Uh I'm sure you do. Uh the first time we really, really, really heard about Davis uh, Richard. Mm-hmm. The NFL Network game. The game they played Morgan State. It was mm-hmm. like a 
it was a was that a Thursday or maybe a win? It was I know it was a midweek game, and mm. it was like oh it's a game on Morgan State blah blah blah, and he went off. All eyes on him, and it was just like get to your point that playing that midweek game, you were able to watch to see to get that exposure. Um, the Mac the Mac has coined its entire conference, you know, its entire conference schedule around that dog, and, and yeah, and it's only one game a week, bro, or, or maybe two at the most a week. That's during the midweek, but you know, I know everybody knows Maxion. If you say maxing, people know exactly what you're talking about. So why not have swaction? Or you know what I'm saying? Or me at is I mean, obviously you don't want to jock that stuff, but you yeah. know what I'm saying? Do your version of that to where you Give can call it a market. Yeah, me at Monday. You know, have a game before Monday night football every Monday. Mm-hmm. I got another one for you. Um uh <laughs> this old vet. What's good? He said Ant got ideas. He yeah, yeah. Um we're talking about this. Um, the SWAT could do, I don't know, I, I understand TV deals and stuff like that. Uh, a game of the week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, highlight that game, get that game on whoever network, however you, and I understand the, the you know, saying network deals and stuff. There used to be games, um, used to be replayed on, um, BT. That was the first time I I heard about uh North Carolina Central. That's, was yeah, watching. I, yeah, I watched them in you know, like Morgan and Hampton and playing things yeah. like that. Yeah. So hey, let me know, ask you this. Yeah. Why can't I mean we've seen it happen in other places? Why can't the SWAC on their website just have like all the games from last week to where you can just go streaming on their website? I like it. I mean I they own it. the yeah. they own the content, don't they? Yeah. Yeah. Uh we well, talked YouTube about YouTube channel, YouTube channel where you can go watch all the games from the week. You know what I mean? Like you can upload them all Friday or Thursday the following week. That way, you know, people can't watch it immediately, but and you we, can still try to get people to come to the game. But still, you there's ways that you can still market it, bro, to get eyes on your product. We 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 gonna write all these down. Uh Dr. McClellan, we'll see you on July 25th. Bring these to you. Uh, but um, we probably already thought of half these. Yeah, I know, right? Um, we talked about this before. Uh, having each school having their own media equipment so they could film their stuff. And 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 I talked with so I talked offline with, with Mo, Mo Carter. Mm-hmm. And he was like, that's actually he said it's a viable option. He said because that's what every other conference pretty much does. Bingo. And all you gotta do is partner with Sony or partner, with, you know what I mean? And partner with somebody and get them to donate it. It looks good for them, looks great for the swag, and now boom, you good, you in the building. I mean, I ain't trying to be because honestly, if you want to be honest, a lot of this ESPN three, ESPN plus, a lot of that stuff, bro. They ain't got trucks and booths and all that, dog. They got the cameras that's in the stadium, and they got people who work for the school or who do do contracts through the school. Yeah. I know for a fact because I know a buddy who called games for ESPN three. You're with your every HBCU that I every pretty much every conference is sponsored by cricket. Yeah, 
I mean, I, I know their cell phones, but you can't yeah. tell me that technology. I mean, yeah, this old vet says there's high schools that have their own media team. That's a fact. Bingo. A lot of them run here. I mean, I watch some high school games every Friday on YouTube live. You know what I mean? Stream yeah. live. Man, it's a it's a high school here. I can't stand because they're a rival. But mm -hmm. I go to if I go in they stadium, they video board, big beautiful yeah. video board. They um at one point, yeah, yeah. At one point they had uh and if and when you ride, it looks like their campus looks like I'm I'm gonna put it like this. Uh we have UAH I'm talking about Hoover, man. No, I ain't talking about Hoover. No, no, no. This ain't even this ain't even Hoover. I don't even think they got no championships. Uh, yeah, exactly. But it's one of those. So a lot of places here have gone to this this uh, it's a Hoover uh strategy where all the kids go to park league together. Oh yeah, yeah. They play yeah, middle yeah, school yeah. That's, together. That's what the did. And they play high school together. You know, they all grow up and playing together. Mm -hmm. And so this one community, this one high school, all that money funnels in. Mm -hmm. That's how it is here. But the pl the place I'm talking about, I'm talking about the, the video board, the stadium. The state, I promise you, this stadium could could possibly be a swack. No disrespect to sweat, but it could be a, a swag, it could be a conference USA, it could be a hell, it, it could rival with South Alabama uh, state. That's a big ass stadium, man. It is a it is a huge stadium. They play middle school games there, they play park league games there, they have uh uh and some of them some of them state stadiums in Texas, like Katie and some of them schools, bro. Yeah. Man, it's and uh, yeah. where, where, uh, where your boy went to school? Um, Kyler Murray. Um, oh, I don't know. Uh, but I, I know you're talking about Allen or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah uh, they, what's like, that? Uh, South Lake Carroll, something like that. Yeah, yeah all he didn't go there, but no, he didn't go there. But that's but yeah, yeah that's another one. Yeah, yeah, but I, but it, it goes back to these like swag. The, you know, say Alabama State, Prairie View, Alabama and them. I know they can do this stuff. Mm -hmm. The swag can do this stuff. The Miac can do this stuff. Have those I want to, yeah. You know, say so have that that media there. Have your you can even have a TV production course. Your players like I mean, uh, hey, your, your mass comp students do it. Yeah, that's uh, what's that? Uh, Mississippi Valley State who um had the players they do the uh, basketball play by play. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it. Yeah. There you go. So I'm just saying, man. It, it, these options, man. So you can have that. Get that expo. It's all about exposure. Yeah. It's all about getting that stuff pushed out there. Uh, but I, I do want to ask this. This is another one. I'm gonna go to the uh, conspiracy theory side of things. Oh lord, was the NFL purposely ignoring HBCUs, or is this just a byproduct of the extra COVID years? I'm not gonna say they were purposefully ignoring them. But I think there was there wasn't any effort to include them. How about that? Okay. And I think the COVID year did play a part in it. Like you adding a hundred and some extra players to to the draft class that you know makes it harder for those guys who are on the fringe where HBCU players automatically are because of the way the NFL looks at them. Yeah. Uh, what's good, James? James said he they, uh, popped in and said, I think it's a mixture of both. So Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Um, you know what's funny? 
Hendon Hooker, his HBCU ties actually aided. I'm not going to say they got him drafted because he was going to get drafted regard, but they aided in his draft. Oh, is he? Let us tell us more. So, the if I'm not mistaken, the uh, is it the GM who's at uh, yeah. mm-hmm. the D- Detroit for the Detroit Lions mm-hmm. is a North Carolina A&T grad. Um, Henry Hooker's dad is an A&T grad. And his brother also played quarterback for if it, if it wasn't AT, I want to say it was somebody else, but I know he's a he played as well. So the GM is and they have a kind of relationship. And um I believe that's kind of what pushed, you know what? Let's let's give this guy a shot. I, I know his people. Well, let me ask you this. <clears throat> Since he and I know he drafted James Houston last year. Yes, sir. But in the seventh round, Detroit selected a wide receiver. Mm-hmm. Um, from where you from? I don't know where you from, but that could have been Shaq Davis. That could have been um, Smith from FAMU. That could have been Jadakus Bonds. Um, could have been Dallas Daniels. Could have been Dallas Dames. It could have been any one of the HBCU players on the board. I'm not saying draft them just because they went to HBCU, but what I'm saying is you can't tell me that Antoine Green is that much better or any better than any one of those people that we've named. Mm. And so whenever whenever you're in a position – you know what I mean? To be the one to make some of these decisions. I think we have to be more cognizant of what it represents to be drafted. Not that there's, you know, one is so much better than the other one, but in terms of in terms of the way you market it, in terms of the way perception is and things of that nature, if we could say, oh, we've had at least two HBCU players drafted in, you know what I mean? Things of that nature. Optically, it looks better for HBCU football. It looks better for the Detroit Lions to say we've drafted an HBCU player in consecutive years. You know what I'm saying? Things of that nature. So whenever we have people in positions of influence to be able to make those type of decisions, we need them to be more cognizant and to kind of go out on a limb and make more of those decisions that would better better the future for the rest of those who come behind. Because that's the thing. If Detroit does it and James Houston hits, and then they draft Shaq Davis in the seventh round this year and he hits, everybody else can be like, well, hold on, these HBCU players keep hitting for Detroit. Maybe we need to draft a couple. You know what I mean? And then, because all it takes is one team to start doing something everybody else wants. And if it works, everybody else is going to start following so I just think that that was kind of a missed opportunity to kind of set that trend and, and kind of blaze that trail and be the team that was going to start taking chances on HBCU players. When you look at these players that are, are that didn't get drafted, but the first thing they said was, hey, you know what I'm saying, uh, we, if we get a chance to draft you, if we don't get a chance to draft you, UDFA, if they're good enough for a UDFA. Well, my thing is, if you know in the fourth round you want them as a UDFA, why you just don't go ahead and draft them? 
Why you take the chance of somebody else getting them? That's my question. It's it's makes. I mean, I, I get it. I get there. I, mean, I get it. I get it from their viewpoint, but at the same time, as a player, I would wonder like, how bad do you really want me? Then it's the fourth round. You got three more picks. Spend one of them on me. Yeah. When you have, we've heard so. Some of the excuses I've heard, um, we didn't think they necessarily played against top talent. I can it's it, I can I can look at some of these guys who were picked up from FCS schools, and I know they ain't played nobody. I can look at their schedule and be like, mm, okay, I understand. But the thing is, they're playing against maybe not the exact same team, but they're playing against similar competition. Is and we've already talked about, especially HBCUs, it's been a lot of D1 guys who've either transferred down there to play or had opportunities to go to a, a, a D2A. A a, I'm not going to say D1 because it's all D1, but had opportunities to go to other schools. Uh, but because of, for some unforeseen reason, ended up at an HBCU and just stayed there. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, I mean, Isaiah Land played against. See if Isaiah Land and see this thing. If Isaiah Land plays against UNC and has a good game, it might be a totally different situation for him. That's true too. That is very true. But Isaiah Land played against uh, Jackson State, who, granted, was filled with nothing but um, FBS talent. Yeah, that's true. For two, I mean, for two years. So, um, and when I'm looking at, when I'm looking bad, at, yeah, no, go ahead. Mark Evans and UAPB played against Oklahoma State. You know what I mean? So, and he, there's clips of him blowing, blowing guys off the ball. I mean, like three, four yards. So, I mean, and I don't understand why that one right there was really one. That's the main one to me. I was like, I don't see how you don't draft him. Yeah, Isaiah Lamb with the weight thing that came out kind of after the draft, or well, um, Emory mentioned it also. Um, but the weight issue, I can understand why teams would be kind of wary of a guy that like. But Mark Evans, I thought for sure. Him and Aubrey Miller, I thought for sure they would get drafted. When you look at, never mind. Uh, let me tell you, the guy at um North Dakota State, the the office mock. Cody Mock, uh, he's about two inches taller than Mark Evans. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, but he don't. But Mark Evans don't have a cool story and a cool picture transformation. You know what I mean? Yeah. He didn't grow hair and lose teeth or whatever he did. Yeah, he didn't go from tight end to tackle. Yeah. Anyway, uh, man, let's. Let, I, I do want to wrap up this draft. Uh, let me ask this: lessons learned from this year's draft? Play bigger schools. I'm gonna go. Like, ahead don't get me. Don't get me wrong. Um, I understand that some of the D two schools, you know, what I mean, kind of depend on the F, um, the D one schools, to, you know, and things of that nature. But there's. There's games that are non-conference, 
conference opponents. You know what I mean? In the swag this year, a lot of them. Those could have been opportunities where you play a Southern Miss or you play a North Texas. You know what I mean? Or you play a UAB. You play a Texas State. You know what I mean? You play a school like that. And and give your give your players an opportunity to show what they can do against non FCS you know FBS schools, bro. Yeah. I mean, don't play to I get understand. yeah, like Josh said, don't play to get beat up and get a chance. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah. But but and that's the thing, like you don't got to go play Indiana or UCLA or Arizona or you know what I mean. You ain't got to go play one of them. Go play a smaller one. Go play a a quote unquote group of five school. You know what I mean. Go play Middle Tennessee. Go play Western Kentucky. You know what I mean? Go play a Mac school. There's there's team, there's plenty of teams out there, bro. And all it takes is a win over East Carolina if you're North Carolina A&T. That's all it takes. All it takes is Alcorn knocking off Southern Miss or Alcorn knocking off Texas State or UTSA or school. You know what I mean? There's plenty of uh, – especially for the swag there's so many schools down here bro that so many conferences that it should be so easy for you and the MEAC, that's another conference that has so little conference games that you got plenty of opportunities on your schedule to put one of those teams on there um my lesson learned from this year's draft um i need the adults and I understand that these student athletes are adults, but I need the adults, the administrations. I need y'all to do more with your social media. Bring in some marketing majors. Get you some, get you some, uh, you ain't got to be a marketing major. Get you somebody who, because uh, I, I could tell you, don't nobody got more TikTok followers and, and Instagram followers than them, 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 them pretty little young ladies on campus. Get one of them to help you with your social media stuff. Upload some of that content from them games. Yeah. I promise you, do the, the the good TikTok music and stuff. Put that stuff out there, because I, I guarantee you, people looking. Put some of that stuff. Up. Put put a trendy little graphic that tells you know what I'm saying your player of the week, a highlight. Put that stuff out there so people can see. I mean, even even as far as when you in spring in spring and summer workouts, who who the workout warrior of the week? Show y'all lift. You know what I mean? Show show some of them guys in the weight room so we can see what they looking like in the weight room and and their work ethic. And, and I want to see Davis Richard working out with the, with the offensive defensive line and the linebacker. You know what I mean? I want to see that. Like put that yeah. kind kind of content out. Jackson State could have had more people drafted if they uh, didn't stop mm. putting out content. I'm just playing. I'm just playing ASAP visuals. I'm just playing. Um, be quiet on that <laughs> one because uh, that's a touchy subject right there with that yeah, guy. I know. Nah, but I'm just playing. Uh, Jackson State still put out content. Y'all ain't looking because who who you want behind that content ain't there. But that's another story. But speaking of A. Sanders in Jackson State, Shiloh. Shiloh graduated, man. He, he, he went back and got his graduation. Congratulations. His degree man. from uh Jack State, man. So congratulations to him, man. Uh, congratulations. Somebody, man. It's funny. Somebody said Shiloh is my favorite Sanders. He always made me laugh. So, Shiloh, I like that dude. Um, but uh, former 
Alabama State uh, player, coach, uh, alum. He's not a former alum. He's alum. But Reggie Barlow leads the D.C. Defenders to an AFC – I'm sorry, AFL, XFL North Division title. I messed that all up. Let me start again. Reggie Barlow leads the D.C. Defenders to an XFL North Division title. That's what's up, man. Congratulations to him. Showing that if you give us a chance, you know what I mean, we can make competent coaches. Um, but uh, good luck to him. Don't they got one more game? They the do. They got the championship yeah. game. They'll be playing against the Renegades. I, I don't know what city. Renegade, from. Renegade, Renegade. Yeah. That's going to be a good one. It is good one. But, yeah, man, that's um, – Only that's lost heck one game feet, all man. season. Heck of a feat. And then the game that lost was one of them ones where you just overlooked the team you was playing. Yep. And they played Arlington Renegades on yeah. next Saturday, May 13th. They lost to – they. Uh, their only game they lost was to Orlando, I think. They're one of the worst teams in the league. Yeah. But that's just one of them ones where you just overlooking the team you was playing. But great season, Coach. Hopefully you can pull it off with a championship versus the Renegades. Yeah, so uh, – he has won. He he didn't win uh, at Alabama as far as winning a, a, a championship, but he won one at Virginia State, and he finna get one in the XFL. So, shout out to him, man. Uh, Hell of a coach. Now, speaking of championships, D-U, D-D-D-D-D-D-U, Dillard University, congratulations. In year one, uh, and that, when I say in year one, I'm not talking about like the coach's first year. The yeah. program's very first year of having yeah. baseball, they went to the GCAC conference tournament and won that thing. Man, them um, boys in the GCAC felt sorry for them. Man, they wanted them to make them feel like they was a man, real program. Nah, they were gone. <laughs> nah man. If you, it, it's you know what's funny because they started off the season, uh, baseball doing. Terrible, they were terrible, Charles. Mm-hmm. Were terrible. Uh, but they turned things around. I think you know, so once the team actually got in, in, in the swing of things, pun intended, pun intended. Uh, once they got in the swing of things, man, uh, got the conference played, they had a really good uh, uh, they had a really good conference record. They were number, they were actually the number two seed in the tournament. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, they beat Wiley and they, I know they beat Rust in the championship series mm-hmm. to win it all. So Man, congratulations to them. Congratulations, Coach Trinish Grant, uh, former Southern uh, assistant coach. So. Speaking of uh, starting off slow uh-huh. and getting into the swing thing, shout out to them G-Men on the diamond. First place in the Swag West. Started off season three and 13, if I'm not mistaken. And now they back up to 500, 21 and 21. Them boys been playing some ball lately. Yes, oh, sir. Sixers stole game one. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll tell you about that after this. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, um, but yeah, uh, Coach Pierre obviously doing his thing on the diamond, and we talked about our last show in recruiting as well. Yes, sir. Uh, on the way on the east side of things in the swag, Alabama Very State. East. Yeah, uh, Alabama State man, looking good. Yes, they they they've been expect ever since they uh swept Bethune that series, they've been on a roll. Yes, sir. They uh 
Definitely, definitely have. Um, I do want to uh, go back because I want to make sure I got this right, who they played and who they beat. Let me go to the GCAC. Um, uh, but uh, there's also something I didn't know existed. Uh, but we talked about it. Shout out to uh, shout out to HBCUsports.com. Uh, this I actually found out about this one. There's a um, Black College World Series. Tell me more. Uh, this is actually the third year uh, of the uh, you know the annual postseason tournament brings HBCU t- uh, teams from uh, four from D two and four from NAI. Uh, to determine the national champion for small school HBCU programs. Um, it's funny because although Dillard won the um, GCAC, GCAC, I'm looking, I'm just want to make sure that I, I they, that they beat who I said they beat. No, they didn't play. Uh, they didn't play Wiley. Uh, they beat Rust and uh, yeah, they beat Rust to. to who Wiley lost to? Tougaloo? Wiley lost to Philander Smith. Oh, Philander. Okay, 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 okay. okay. Yeah. Uh, no, Russ beat uh, Tougaloo. Okay. Put them out. Tougaloo, uh, Russ beat Tougaloo, and then Tougaloo put out Oakwood. So, yeah. But in this 18 tournament, you've got Albany and the D2 bracket. You got Albany State. You got Savannah State. You got Bluefield State. You got Edward Waters, and you got uh, Miles. Yeah, and they did to Albany State. Then they in, uh, they won the SIAC, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, they 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 beat. They just swept uh, Spring Hill College to earn the number one seed for the tournament. So okay, they still okay, got to okay. do the tournament. Yeah, uh, this say an 18 field, but this they listed five teams, so some ain't right. Maybe but, maybe they got to wait to see how some of these other they probably do. Play yeah, uh, also in NAI NAIA side, you got Talladega College. Shout out to Dago. Uh, you got Rust, you got Wiley, and you got Payne. Okay, okay. So it's gonna be interesting to see how that thing go. Uh, softball, man. Let's talk a little softball. All right, all right. Prayer View. Shout out to uh the the fighting Doctor Cavills at Prayer View. Uh, fighting Matadors. <laughs> if you know, you know. Ah, if you know, you know, Dr. Cavill, the, the major matador. But uh, Prairie View won the SWAC softball West Division. If I'm yep, not mistaken, yep. they're like 22 and 1 or 23 and 1 or something like that uh, in conference play. Um, they won the West side. On the East side, Alabama State. So Alabama State got. You know what I'm saying? Baseball in and softball on lock in. Now they I think it's still more three more series left. Uh no, I'm sorry. Baseball is three like three more series. Yeah. Softball is done. They think yeah. they're a uh tourney play. Curry um, View was 22 and one in conference, 26 and 17 overall. Grambling was second in the West to 14 and 9. And like you said, in the East, uh Alabama State 17 and 7, but but them right there, fifteen and nine, right there on their heels. Yeah. So it was it was a lot closer than the West was. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, want to shout out Benedict College, man. Uh, the men's for the third straight year, and the women for the fifth straight year win the SIAC Track and Field Championships. So kudos to them. Shout out to them. Uh, and in tennis, in the MEAC. 
South Carolina State win the men and women's tennis championship. Uh, so Morgan State does not have a championship there. Sorry, Banks. Uh, I know you're trying to get one because they gonna keep holding that over your head. But uh, yeah, man, it's been and, some good uh, stuff. The swag, the swag, um, track tournament is this weekend. Uh, well, this week I think it's Thursday through Saturday, I believe. Alabama um, State. Mm, okay, men and women. Okay. I'm telling you, both, both. Okay. And then what you? Uh, I don't know when the MEX is, but uh, I gotta look it up. Uh, that one, that one might be a little, a little harder to pick. Yeah. Thg agency said, "I appreciate you, gentlemen. That was funny, great dialogue. Wait, appreciate you, man. I appreciate Come on back, man. Appreciate uh, uh, I say, man. Excuse. Appreciate yeah. you, uh, person. We don't know your pronouns. We're gonna say, uh, goat. That's how my pronoun is the greatest, and I think Ants is that dude. So, uh." We appreciate you coming. See, you can't even say that one, bro. You you insinuated, but yeah, the uh, the MEX tournament is next week, the ninth through the eleventh. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Or the championship, I should say, no the tournament. This old vet, he liked that about the pro now. <laughs> I'm staying uh, away from English classes. Uh, okay. Oh, this Doctor Caville. Okay. Oh my god. Appreciate my god. it. Appreciate it. Uh, he said he watched several games in the GCAC. Uh, Dr. Kaville actually, you know what? He actually is because of Dr. Kaville. I started watching the Schwack baseball a little bit more because when, when Bethune and Alabama yeah. State was playing, I was like, you know, what? let me make sure. Let's you know, why I've been watching it. You know, yeah, why I know I've why you, be, yeah, <laughs> you know me, yeah. So, I'm interested. I know we talked about it last week. I'm interested to see how this, this, uh, how this, how things change with the uh. I can't think of his name. The player who uh who who went from Arkansas to uh to Martavius Thomas. There you go, Martavius Thomas. I and I didn't realize that. Uh, I didn't realize that. Um Morgan Price mm-hmm. also did uh, yeah, committed yeah, from Arkansas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Arkansas hate HBCUs right now. <laughs> they they hate they been hating them. <laughs> that wasn't that new. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, man. Yeah, shout out to Coach Pierre, man. I think that's the first of many to come to come to the G, man. It's gonna be interesting, man. Very interesting. Um, uh, what else we got for uh we get up? I do want to announce that we won't be doing the show this Thursday. I will have to go to a uh, high school state championship uh, for track and field to see, uh, see if my child wins this thing. Uh, Got to get them hurdles right, man. Oh, it's, it's funny. I can look at like freshman year to now, how different he looks running the mm-hmm. hurdles. And it's funny. I can see other people running them like, hmm, we were there. <laughs> I remember those days. I remember those days. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, amateurs. That's <laughs> but yeah, man, it's gonna be interesting. Uh, but he actually doing so. He 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 made state in um four by one. They ain't gonna win that. I I shouldn't say that because they he might watch the show. They ain't gonna win four by one. Uh, one hundred, two hundred, and one ten hurdle. So we should okay, see. okay. He ain't do the three ten this year. 
He ain't do three hundred. Oh yeah, whatever it is. He's I, he should. I don't know why he don't, but you know what? Some that's stuff wrong. I just I yeah, leave I leave I alone. Can't, I can't knock him. I wouldn't want to run that far. I ain't lying to you. If I'm I'm not running, let's my I'm life. La- I'm laughing now inside because Dylan. When it came that four hundred, Dylan was like, "Yeah, I can run the four hundred. <laughs> Dylan ran mm-hmm. that four hundred. He was like, "I ain't running the two hundred. I am not <laughs> running the two hundred. Like two hundred shorter. Mm-hmm. Like it don't matter. Too there. many zeros. Yeah, he's like, I'm done. I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, I ain't running unless my life in danger at this point, bro. I'm gonna run my mouth. That's about it. I almost said something, but I bet my wife watching this show, so I'm gonna be quiet. I bet you won't say it. Your pronoun, your pronouns gonna change to him gone. <laughs> oh man, hey, this old man said good luck to him. I appreciate it, man. I appreciate. It. I let him know. Um, y'all pray for me, man, because I gotta figure out if I'm gonna take these kids to the beach or what. So I don't know what I'm. Go ahead, take them kids to the beach, man. I put him in the bathtub, throw sand at him. That might be child abuse, bro. Man, them kids can't be abused. They abuse me. Elderly abuse. But uh, hey, we got anything else before we get up out of here? Uh nah, bro. Nah, not that I know of, man. Um yeah, honestly, we ain't even talk about it, but we can save it for Monday, next Monday. That transfer portal got wild right at right at the end. Listen, it's some school. It's some schools right now yelling, "Stop the count!" <laughs> it's some people who thought that it closed that morning, so they was like, "Oh no, nah, this all these just jokes and prank." Nah, I'll play, boy. <laughs> nah, that's official. So but, yeah, uh, it's gonna be interesting to see how that plays out. Yeah, I do want to say uh, during this week, if you got a chance, find your HBCU sport. Watch it. Find your HBCU, some HBCU content. Uh, share it. Find you some HBCU gear and buy it. Support or HBCU. Find your HBCU and donate some money to it. There you go. Uh, that's all I got, man. And uh, we'll be back on next Monday. Like that, we out. This show was presented by BetOnline.ag. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.